Welcome to another true crime podcast, a How Did We Get Here production. This is yet another podcast where two unhinged adults talk about the awful stories behind the most infamous killers, wild cults, and just about anything that'll make you ask, did I remember to lock the front door? This podcast will touch on a pretty wide range of gruesome topics and is not meant for children or the faint of heart. Listen at your own risk. Hello, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> this is another true crime podcast. Another, and this is going to be a little historical today. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be historical. Um, I will say that this information was brought to you by uh, the lovely Manifest Destiny and Puppet History from uh, Watcher Entertainment. I've watched this. So, fun fact, um, I actually learned about this story when I was in elementary school. Really? Yeah, I learned about this as a child. In California, like, they did not give two fucks. They were like, you guys are going to learn all the nitty gritty. So I'm pretty sure I learned about the Donner Party in, like, the fifth grade. Because I knew about them and I knew that they ate people. Like, they didn't go into detail like I'm going to today. But I learned about the Donner Party, like, trekking westward, like, westward expansion and them eating people. I learned this as a fucking kid, like, as a 10-year-old. Oh, my God, I did not learn about it until I was like an adult. Like I have heard about it. I haven't, and I listen you know, to a lot of true crime podcasts, but yeah. like, I, I did not learn about it until I was older. Yeah, I know. It's what California <laughs> does not, they did not give a shit. <laughs> Everything. BT Dubs, this is Nani. Hi. Uh, and I'm Nova. Uh, this is our podcast. Oh shit, yeah, we didn't We're introduce gonna... ourselves. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it's, we said hello, that's what matters. Yeah. Um, and that is Mouse, uh, if you can hear him, his little claws tippy-tapping. His little tippy-tappy. Hi, bud. Go oh. lay down. Go lay down over there. If you're gonna be on here, go lay down over there. Go lay down. You can't be on the laptop. That's the phone. That's not for you. Go lay down. <laughs> his, that tail. He's got a lot of floof. Okay. He does have a lot of floof. Mouse Plus. has decided to settle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our story, so how do you feel about cannibalism? We know I love some cannibals. I love a can- good cannibal story. Yeah, I don't know why I like... I was listening to our podcast on my way to Atlanta mm-hmm. about Issei Sagawa. And yeah. I was like, I think it's just the concept of people eating people is crazy yeah. to me. I don't know. Because I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And so I haven't like fully like, no meat. We don't eat. But like... And there's a, another story that I'm going to cover eventually about consent behind cannibalism yeah at some point it's wild i i don't know i don't know what it is which is like makes someone be like i want to eat that but then again there are people that are just like i want to eat chicken yeah i can understand that my best friend has a little uh sticker that said i'm not as like oh what is it no it's like a pin it's talking about zombies and like zombies don't eat their friends or something like zombies don't eat humans why don't zombies eat other zombies i don't know i think that's probably because they're dead and they don't have any, like, active blood flow. But they'll eat people when they're dead, won't they? <laughs> I guess because the people aren't infected. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. It. I guess it also depends on what type of zombie you're subscribed to. Yeah. As if it's, like, trying to spread the disease or if they're just, like, just I'm going to eat brains. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Cannibalism. So, <laughs> yeah, cannibalism. So our story takes place in the United States. This was during, so our story takes place in 1846. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. was all about manifest destiny and the whole European Americans claiming the land for themselves, even though the indigenous tribes have already been existing in the West and the Midwest and everything. What the fuck? Yeah. So they were like, 
oh, let's go claim this land for ourselves. So U.S. Westward expansion was huge around this time. Mm -hmm. It'd been about 40 years since Lewis and Clark had gone through the western part of the U.S. and had kind of discovered thing discovered land that already existed. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. And so people were starting to travel in parties in wagon trains. And it was really dangerous. It was, the Oregon Trail was called the nation's longest graveyard because about 10% of people who made the journey, mm -hmm. they would die. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to think about it. This is 1846 and they're on a fucking wagon train. They got animals doing this, like... That's true. I feel like most people are expected to die pretty early back oh, then anyway. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So our story, it starts in, it starts in Springfield, Illinois. So the Donner Party came, like the Donner family came from Springfield, Illinois. Um, George and Jacob Donner, they wanted to move out their fucking massive ass families to California. Mm -hmm. George Donner was a 62 year old farmer who had, he'd moved around like five times before he moved to Springfield. His wife, Tamsin Donner, who was his third wife, who was also 44, she planned on opening a girl's school in California. Um, Wait, the wife was 44? The wife was 44 and he was 62. Oh, oh, wait, And this hold was on. wife number three. <laughs> what? What year is this again? 1846. Shouldn't he be dead? Shouldn't he have died of like dysentery or, or what is it? Not incontinence. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? It's the one that sounds like you're, of, like you died of food. Oh. I forget. Uh, It'll come to you eventually. Uh, yeah, unfortunately it will. Yeah. Consumption. Consum- what is I see I read about that in here of people dying of consumption. I was like, what isn't is that just eating things? I'll let me put it on a list for the other podcast that I do and we'll learn it then. Yeah. I'll okay. have nerd Google it. Thank you. So then another important player in this story is James Fraser Reed, who is a failed bankrupt businessman and he wanted a fresh start. How do you fail at being a a He like declared bankruptcy owner. a few times. But he tried to own a bank, didn't he? Is that what he did? No, bankruptcy is like... Oh, he declared bankruptcy. Yeah, he, so he was a failed okay. bankrupt businessman and he wanted a fresh start. Mm -hmm. And he felt the coastal climate would also help with like his wife's headaches. And I think that's like a little cute. He's like, oh, if we move out here, like this will help you. But probably more <laughs> the whole money thing of like, yeah, fresh start. No one's going to know that I failed. Well, I feel like back then you could like... You didn't have to deal with consequences if you just went to a new location. No, that's because exactly what it you was. you can't really, like, losing... There's no paper trail. There's no Google review. Yeah, you can't <laughs> lose documents. You're like, oh, no, I don't have this anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So he joined the Donner family. Mm -hmm. On April 15th, the Donners and James Fraser reed they left Springfield, Illinois for Independence, Missouri. So people would start out, they would start their journey in Independence, Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a 2,200 mile journey going through the prairie mountains and the desert. And the big thing was they had to pass through the Sierra Nevada mountains before winter came. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So May the 12th, they, uh, they arrive in Independence, okay. Missouri. Unlike other families, though, they put off their leave date by about a week because they were like, we have enough time. We'll be fine. Oh, no. We have enough time to get to California before the snow gets to the mountains. So um, I was doing a little bit of research and I was wondering about that. Um, and so they were supposed to start their journey late enough in the spring that there would still be grass for like their pack animals and stuff. Yeah. But early enough to where they could avoid the winter in the Sierra Nevada. So that was usually about April-ish time. Oh, man. Yeah. And they left in May. <laughs> they were supposed to leave in April. You know, give yourselves about a month. Yeah. 
that they left in May. They were like, we'll be fine. Um, one of the emigrants wrote that they were worried they actually left too late and that they'd get caught in the winter, which is hilarious because they basically predicted it. It's wild how much thought had to go into a trip. Yeah. Like, in today, you just, like, get in the car and just hope you have the right tires. Like, if you yeah, run that, snow. Oh, I need to get my oil changed. Yeah. I need to make sure I have money for gas. At most, it's going to take you a few days to get somewhere. Yeah. Instead of, like, not, months. Yeah. In Puppet History, they were talking about, like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, what's your ETA to my house? The map says August. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, like, that's... A long fucking time. A really long fucking time. So, by July, their caravan had gotten to Fort Bridger, Wyoming. So, they thought that they were making great time. Because they're traveling about 18 to 20 miles a day. Which is wild. I mean, mm-hmm. they're relying on animals. Mm-hmm. On their horses and shit to just drag them along. So, like, 18 to 20 miles. I think that's crazy because I can drive 20 miles in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'll be good. You're there. Yeah. Um, so once they get to Fort Bridger, the Donner and Reed party, they faced a really big decision. Are we going to leave on the California trail that mm-hmm. everybody already took? Or are we going to use a shortcut? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right. So there was a man named Lansford Hastings. And he wrote a book called The Emigrant's Guide to Oregon and California. And so he claimed he knew there was a short... He knew of a shortcut that would get them to California a month early. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, so he proposed, How it was, do you skip a whole month? I don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. Like, unless you're just going straight through the mountains, mm-hmm. I don't see, even then I'd be like a week. It saves a week. Nope. He said a whole month. Oh God. So he proposed the Hastings cutoff. This was the, this was the shortcut. Okay. And he claimed it would be 300 miles shorter than the California trail. And so the difference in the trail is that when they would take it, they would go south of Utah yeah. instead of going north, which is how the California Trail did it. So he's like, oh, just go this way. So James Reed met with James Kleiman when he was in Fort Bridger, mm-hmm. and James Kleiman was an explorer. And he warned James Reed do not take the to not take the Hastings cutoff. So this is a quote from James Kleiman. Mm-hmm. Lansford Hastings doesn't know what he's talking about. He, in fact, has never taken this cutoff himself. James Kleiman said it that that area was barely walkable and it would be impossible to use wagons. But then James Reed said, there is a, a nigher route and it is of no use to take so much of a roundabout course. So he basically said, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like dumb as hell. I'm, I'm all for going against the grain, but, like, not when it involves safety. <laughs> like, you have an explorer mm-hmm. telling you, mm-hmm. don't do this. This isn't going to work. Lansford Hastings is a liar. Mm-hmm. He is a cheat. He is a scammer. Mm-hmm. Do not listen to him. And then James Reed, who's a failed bankrupt businessman, was like, you know what? What if I did it anyway? I'm going to do it anyways, because I think that'd be really cute. Because, like, why would he lie? Because he wanted to make money off of these books. So. Oh my god. So 87 people from the wagon train chose to take the Hastings cutoff. And they made George Donner their captain. Um, ironically, Lansford Hastings was actually, he was in California and he was leaving east mm-hmm. from California to take the own trail he had written about. So he had not gone on this trail before. But he said that he had. Yes. He was like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. That's exactly it. In my brain, I've done this. Yeah, so he was going to go the opposite direction. Like, back from where they came from? Yeah. He was going to go, he was going to 
He was already in California, so he had he claimed that he had taken the Hastings cutoff, but he had never taken it. So he was already in California, and he was going to be making the trek backwards to Independence, Missouri. What the fuck? Yeah. So July 31st, they leave Wyoming, and their trip was real bad. It Like, they had to build roads so they could go through Utah's Wasatch Mountains, and they were cutting down trees so they could move their fucking wagons along. I'm like, sure that didn't add on any time. Like... They're already having to drive 18 to 20 miles a day. And now they have to cut down all these goddamn trees. Yeah. To do it. Like that's one. That's a lot of manpower. Yeah. To be able to make a road. Usable. Yeah. To make a fucking they usable. They <laughs> made a road. Yes. They had to make their own fucking road. So it took them 16 days to move 36 miles. Oh my God. I know. That's insane. That's that's too many days. That is way too many. Like, I'd be done. That's 30-something more days than, or 60, no, how many days was it? Because they moved 30-something miles in 16 days. That is, like, 15 more days than it should have taken. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, because they were going about 18, 20 miles a day. Um, so, August 22nd, the group, they finally made it out. But then they had to cross the Salt Lake Desert. So they're just hitting like rope speed rope like speed bump like fucking all the terrible things. Yeah. So they spent a week trying to get back Reed's cattle that had ran off. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> so they fucking they fucking yeeted out of there. They said, "Guys, we're done." Like I can already tell. Like these cattle were like something bad's about to go down. So they tried they to said, fucking book no. it. So they spent an extra week trying to fucking get them all back. Um. They lost oh, four wagons. Yeah. So they lost four wagons when they were in the desert. And then two of the men that were on the trip. Like, um, the wagons just also ran off? <laughs> that would be funny. Um, They probably broke down. Realistically, they probably broke down. Yeah, I know. But... Yeah, but that that would be funny if they just like, bye guys. Like, no. How do they, how would you get a wagon across a desert? Isn't that mostly sand? I feel like that might have contributed in. to it. Yeah. I I was reading that, like, what part of the journey, like, the ground was too soft, and so the wagons were getting caught in them. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's probably what happened. Need so two of the men else. in the group, William McCutcheon and Charles Stanton, they left to Sutter's Fort, California, to bring back more supplies for them, which I think is wild, because they're having to, like, it's like them going, can you go to the gas station and get me something, bring me something back? Except... Yeah. It's going to take them fucking forever. <laughs> it's going to take days. So on September the 26th, the Donner Party rejoined the California Trail, the initial one that they were supposed to go on originally. Okay. Um, the, Hasti get the Hastings cutoff added 125 miles to their trip. Oh my god. How much time did that add? That was about a month. So instead of taking away a month, it added a month. Yeah. So, it took three extra weeks of travel to make it to the original trail they should have taken in the first place. And they were the last group of the year making this journey. Because typically, oh, no. people would go at certain times so that if there was someone in the back, if you needed help. Mm -hmm. But they don't have anyone coming through the back. They don't have anyone coming up behind them in case anything happens. So, they're the last people. And it added three fucking weeks instead of the whole, you'll get there a month early. No. Lies. No. You'll get there a month late. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. That sounds like anytime I try to go anywhere. Because I have the worst sense of direction. Like, you have to bet that 10 minutes at least is going to be added onto the trip. <laughs> if I am in charge of no, navigation. No, I feel that. I'm, 
me. I'm like, I need to add time. Yeah. <laughs> I started, I told uh, one of the floor girls, I was like, hey, when I tap, if you're scheduling me, I need you to add on time. I'm mm-hmm. like, if you project 30 minutes, add on an extra 30. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to take me two hours, give me an extra hour. Like, I need case. to prepare. So they had to abandon their wagons. And so everyone's blaming, first they blame Lansford Hastings because they're like, why did we, why, uh, we took uh, Hastings cut off trying to make it a month early and we're late. And then they started blaming James Reed because they were like, you're that dumb fuck. Wait, that's just, the reason why we did this. It's his fault. You didn't want to listen to the crusty old explorer man that said, don't fucking do it. The crusty old explorer man. No, that's literally what they called him in puppet history, like oh. a crusty old explorer. So October the 5th. Tensions are rising. Okay. They're running high. Yeah. Morale is sinking. It is. The bar is real bad. And then the two wagon teams got tangled up. Uh, How? How do you get... Aren't they, like, in... They're not roped together. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was the animals. I think it was the oxen that got... Oh. So, John okay. Snyder, he started angrily whipping his ox. So, he was... His job was a teamster, and those are basically, like, the driver's of the wagons and so he starts angrily whipping his ox and reed you know what i didn't like him before i will respect him here reed started getting upset because he's like don't treat your animal like like don't treat your don't treat it like don't treat your ox like this so he told him to stop and when john snyder didn't listen he stabbed him in the stomach that's personal hold on stop it that's personal he stabbed him in the stomach he said absolutely not honestly he probably that's a, like, not even, that's a, that's a slow death. That is a slow you death. You go for a stomach, that's, like, you're gonna die, especially back in the olden times. But, like, ye olden days. Also, they've got stomach acid all over your insides. And it's nasty. Also, you, who knows how clean that knife is? It's probably not. It's probably not. <laughs> they probably used it to hack down the trees. So, Lewis Kiesberg, remember this motherfucker. Remember that name. Locking it One in. of the people in the uh, Donner Reed party suggested hanging James Reed. But instead the Donner party just banished him. For stabbing that guy in the stomach? Yeah. They just said, get the fuck out. And James Reed's family stayed with the Donner party. So, like, they said, see you later. Bye, Dad. Uh, uh, <laughs> they just said, you know what? <laughs> You're yeah. making some dumb decisions. Just um, leave. On October the 12th, 21 of the Donner Party's oxen were killed by the P- uh, Piute tribe's poison arrows. Oh, no. To be fair, they are going through, like, the lands of the indigenous people. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? I mostly feel bad for the animals. No, uh, yeah, same. Same. Like, I mean, at least James Reed was like, stop whipping that ox. Yeah. And then he kept doing it. He <laughs> said, if you don't fucking stop. I'm going to stab you in the stomach. Is it bad that I didn't feel bad for John Snyder, but I felt bad for that ox? No, I don't think so, because... The ox was just trying seem, to do his job. Yeah, he's like, I can't help it if I can't pull anger, this thing. Like, whipping him out of anger, like, how's that gonna help you? Yeah, this is... That's just abuse. Like, don't... If you're angry, don't hit anybody. Did he get stabbed? Did he get stabbed to death? Yes. <laughs> Did... What? Were tensions super high, so James Reed probably went a little fucking stabby... And he was like, nah, 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 nah. like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. I'm trying to defend murder for animals. Did he deserve it? Probably, Probably not. Probably not. But also. I appreciate the sentiment of stop hurting this animal. 
<laughs> Look, everyone... Don't stab people because they hurt animals. Everyone... Yeah. Um... Yeah. Everyone got some just desserts. Yes, they sure did. <laughs> everyone did. Because then James Rude was banished. <laughs> and then his family... Like, imagine how traumatizing that is for his family. That's like, my dad just stabbed someone to death. My dad is the reason why... We went this way and why we lost all this shit yeah. and now he's been banished. This poor... I hope they weren't treated poorly. I, I hope so either. Or I hope so too. So October 19th, Charles Stanton, one of the men who had originally left, he came back with supplies and two indigenous men from the Miwok tribe. Mm-hmm. The other guy, um, I think I said his name, William McCutcheon, he... I think he got sick or he got injured and so he stayed in Sutter's Fort. Mm-hmm. So at the end of October, they find that the Donner Party finally made it to present-day Reno, Nevada. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. It is late fall going mm-hmm. into winter. So the Sierra Nevada mountains already had snow cover. So it's not looking too great right now. No. Um, as I, you know, I will say this next part. I do, I do appreciate, um, as a way to alleviate like some of the stress on their animals, the members of the Donner party, they either buried or just completely lost their personal belongings. And so they just had the bare minimum because okay. they were like relying on these animals yeah. and they didn't want them to be overworked so like i will say i do appreciate that i mean that sucks that they lost their personal belongings but yeah see i say all of this like these animals aren't going to be fucking eaten later (laughs) oh no are they oh no no it's about to turn into a shit show we're getting we're getting to the nitty-gritty soon oh my god bootsy Bootsy's playing with a sock. He, I just watched him toss it in the air like a pizza yeah he will he's now carrying it in his mouth yeah. Hi! He loves a sock. I love, I love that. Okay, so there are 81 people at this point, and more than half of the Donner Party were younger than 18 years old, and six of them were babies. Oh. Yeah. October the 28th, James Reed made it to Sutter's Fort, California, and then he planned to go get his family back with the newly recovered William McCutcheon. On October 31st, the Donner Party reached Truckee Lake. Mm-hmm. So the me- the two Miwok natives were like, hey, we should keep going. We should continue your journey. But okay. obviously, they weren't listened to. No. And the Donner Party was like, we're going to set up camp for the night. That was the wrong move. That was the wrong fucking move. Okay. So Truckee Lake would later be renamed to Donner Lake because of what's about to happen. Okay. So that night, it started snowing. Mm-hmm. And it started snowing real bad. Like... Mm-hmm. They're in the Sierra Nevada mountains, like, they're fucked. And the group was trying, so then they try and leave the next day, but it had snowed harder that night, and the snow was a lot deeper than it had been the night before, and so they weren't able to make it through. Um, They also couldn't go back to their original camping spot because the snow had covered their tracks. Oh, no. Yeah, like, that's how bad it was. If they had left that night when the Miwok, the two uh, Miwok natives had said something, Mm -hmm. they probably would have been fine, but they didn't. So they had to set up camp somewhere separately and yeah. spend the winter at Donner Lake. But here's the kicker. They didn't have enough supplies to last a winter in Nevada. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, by this point, they had traveled about 2,400 miles. The really shitty part, they were only 100 miles away from California when they got snowed in. So they were five oh. days away. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't just like push through nope. the snow? Nope. Nope. Really? Yeah. They probably would have made it to California and beat the snow if they'd either 
left a week before they initially did or if they didn't take the Hastings cutoff. Yeah. So even if they'd left like a few days earlier when they started all of this, they would have been fine. Yeah. If they didn't just take the fucking Hastings cutoff. They would have also yeah, been then, fine. Then they would all be alive. Then it'd be fine. So Patrick Breen, he was a member of the Donner Party. He provided the only written record of what happened that winter. And he's the reason why there's like a written account of what occurred in this next shit show. So November 20th, he wrote, We have now killed most part of our cattle, having to stay here until next spring and live on poor beef without bread or salt. It snowed during the space of either days with little intermission after our arrival here. So they're not, they're not doing. It's just constantly snowing. Yeah. It's just, it's not stopping. So Bayless Williams was the, would be the first recorded death when they arrived at Donner Lake. Mm -hmm. Nine days later, he wrote, killed my last oxen today. We'll skin them tomorrow. Gave another yoke to Foster's. Hard to get wood. So he's just jotting shit down at this point. Yeah. So food was really scarce. They didn't have any traps for catching animals. The lake was frozen, so it's not like they can just go fucking fishing. Yeah. And animals moved to lower elevations to avoid the snow. Because, you know, they're smart. Yeah. The snow's about eight feet deep. Could Do people not just fall through the snow? They probably do. That's also why they probably couldn't make the journey through, because it's eight feet fucking deep. Yeah. You have to essentially mine your way That's through insane. it. That's insane. Like, Jesus. we're about we're about the same height. I'm five foot five. You're, like, five foot six? Yeah, I'm five six. Yeah. So that snow's, like... That's way over. Yeah. <laughs> On December 16th, 15 of their strongest members set off to look for civilization. It was 10 men and five women, mm-hmm. and they were led by uh, Charles Stanton and the two Miwok natives. These people would become, these people would be known as the Forlorn Hope Party. Mm-hmm. That already sounds like a really depressing ass name. Yeah. For good reason. Because oh. this is when, this is when the cannibalism starts. Oh. So on December 21st, they had completely run out of food. And Stanton, who was their guide, he went snow blind. Do you know what snow blindness is? Is it because you can't see because of the snow? No, it is when the sun, it is when the sunlight reflects on the snow and it sunburns your retinas. So he went blind. Oh, no. Yeah. Does that heal? Or are you just now blind forever? It probably, realistically, it probably would have healed. But mm-hmm. this is also 1846. Oh, <laughs> well. And he doesn't have any food. This is, I'm pretty sure that's why they wear goggles when they snowboard and like go skiing and shit. Yeah. So it prevents snow blindness. Your, yeah. So a freshly blinded Stanton just sat on a log, smoked a pipe, and probably just died there. Because the rescuers would eventually find a skeleton. His skeleton? Yeah. He wasn't even, like, mummified because mm-hmm. of the snow? They found a skeleton. How long after You would think find... that he would be better preserved if it's snowing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, they found his remains. It wasn't looking too good for him. So, the Forlorn, Her- the Forlorn Hope Party, they were struggling. Yeah. And on December 25th, Merry Christmas, kids! Franklin Graves was dying, and he told his daughters Mary and Sarah to eat his body for food. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So December 26th, Mary and Sarah ate part of their dad, and it was written that they were averting their faces from one another and weeping. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, Gotta eat your your dad. <laughs> the, 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 the worst present to ever happen. Yeah. And so it was said that the Forlorn, forlorn Hope Party before this... They had resigned themselves to cannibalism, so they, like, knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they debated either drawing lots for a human sacrifice or having two men fight to the death in a duel. 
What? And then they would just eat his body. These didn't happen. They debated this. Okay. So, like, they knew that they were going to have to resort to cannibalism. Here, this is the fun part. Antoine, who was a 23-year-old in the Forlorn Hope Party, he fell asleep next to a fire and his hand somehow ended up in the fire and he didn't wake up. So, his hand fell in the fire. Someone pulled his hand out the first time. But then, some fucking how, he fell asleep next to the fire again. His hand fell in again. So, they let it burn and then they ate him. They killed that motherfucker first. Oh, they definitely did. They had to. Have. Um, so I'm going to quote Puppet History on this. Um, if the professor says, actually, if you look back in their journals, it does say verbatim, yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, let me eat Antoine. Because the guest- What? The, no, it's a joke. Okay. The guest, the guest on pu- that Puppet History episode was like, so they just said, yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, let me eat Antoine. Like, they just- Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's like, why he quoted what? That's why he quoted it. He said, if you look back in their journals, it does say verbatim, yummy, yummy, in my tummy, let me eat Antoine. That's bananas. Like, this motherfucker, his hand just, it fell in there and they were like, I said, ooh, this smells, this smells good. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. You would think that hands wouldn't taste that good. I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Issei. I mean, he's dead now, ah! but still. <laughs> Let's channel him he together. Would, <laughs> okay. So the two Miwok natives whose names uh, were Salvador and Luis, they said, absolutely fucking not. Y'all are wild. We don't fuck with cannibalism. So they tried. So they left. Mm-hmm. But then William Foster, he found them, shot them, and then they ate their bodies for food. And so... They were just trying to help. Yeah. So... Salvador and Luis, they were the only people that had been intentionally murdered for food. Oh my god. Yeah, the white men killed two indigenous men on purpose for food. Love that. Oh my god. Manifest destiny, y'all. I hate that so much. So, three days later, the seven surviving members reached a Miwok village. Mm -hmm. And they happened to forget to let them know that they ate people. So they just... Come into this village. Please help us. We're starving. We're dying. Like, we haven't eaten, like, four fucking people already. Oh so, my God. two men and five women survived. I think it's... I don't know. When I was doing this, I was like, you know, it's a little fucked up that I'm thinking, like, these five women, all the women survived, and they ate men. What? The women yeah. survived. The men died. Well, because originally, it started out with ten men and five women, But now they're down to two men and five women. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, in some sick, twisted world, I think that's a little badass that, like, the women survived and they ate the men. They're just like, well. That's probably why the Miwok natives were like, oh, come in. (laughs) Let me help you. Because these poor, er, these women are, they're clearly starving. Like, no, they. They fully ate people. Yeah, they completely ate, like, ate human beings. That's That's fucking insane. You know, I think it's really ironic that, like, Western or, like, Western religion was, like, the Indians are savages and they ate people. And then you have the Donner Party. <laughs> Just literally eating people. Yeah, literally eating motherfuckers. Like, that's oh, wild. Lord. Okay, so January 17th, the Forlorn Hope Party, they made it to the Pioneer Settlement in Johnson's Ranch in the Sacramento Valley. So they made it to California. They made it there. The people that were stuck. The, the Forlorn Hope Party. Made it to California. So the two okay. and, so the seven people that lived, they made it to California. Okay. But not after eating people and then getting help by the natives. Uh, so the Donner Party was still stuck in the mountains and they had eaten the last few of their horses and cattle. So they were boiling their hides down to a gelatinous goo to try and get some nutritional, try and get some nutrition from them. But there's not much, uh, there's not much nutritional value in gelatinous 
Goo. the hide of horses and cattle. Yeah, it's just the skin. I will say that not everyone would resort to cannibalism. Um, okay, there well, were people, there would be people that would be cannibalized. That's true. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Stop it. So people would eat mice. They would eat dogs, mm. pine cones. Where were they getting dogs? Bark. I have no idea. They might have brought dogs with them. Tree bark, bone marrow, which is understandable because you can eat bone marrow. There yeah. is a lot of nutrition in that. But so far, no one had been eaten yet. Um, One guy, he kind of lost his marbles and he ran out into the snow naked. Obviously, he died of hypothermia. It uh, is obviously. 1847. Sir, you this are year in breathing on the microphone. You're breathing on the mountain. Uh, breathing on the mountains. <laughs> on the mountain. You're breathing on the mic, my dude. Okay, you're gonna, we're gonna. It's time to go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's go. Sorry, we had to let Mouse out. Uh, he was breathing real hard. All right. Eating bone marrow. Yes. So a rescue party reached the lake. So this was. A quote from the rescue party. We raised a loud hello. Then we saw a woman appear from the snow. As we approached her, several others made their appearance. They were gaunt with famine, and I can never forget the ghastly sight they presented. The first woman spoke in a hollow voice, very much agitated, and said, Are you men from California, or do you come from heaven? Oh, no. Um. So they were able to rescue 23 people. 17 of them were kids. And they took them through the Sierra Nevadas, but not all of the, not everybody in the first rescue group survived. Yeah. yeah which is really shitty when most of them are children. Um, on February oh, 26th, yeah. Patrick Breen wrote, Mrs. Murphy said here yesterday that she, uh, that she thought she would commence on Milt and eat him. I don't believe she's done so yet. It is distressing. The Donners four days ago had told the California folks that they would commence to eat the dead people. I suppose they have done so ere this time. Just casually mentions cannibal. Like the donors had casually mentioned cannibalism. Like, well, yeah, we're probably gonna like literally telling the people leaving to call it the rescue party. Like, so we might eat some people. Uh, we might eat some people. It's fine. On March second, a second rescue party, which was led by James Reed, yeah, finally came. Um, since his family was still part of the group, they were able to rescue seventeen people, but there were still people that died on the trip back, similar wait, to the first. Was James Reed the explorer, or was he the one that got kicked out? He was the one that got kicked out. So he had made it to California. He came back to get his family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Had his family survived? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. All of them lived, which is wild. Yeah. March 13th, the third rescue team arrived to Donner Lake. Um, William Foster led the group. There were 11 people that were still alive. Um, Jesus. There was a Prussian man, Louis Kiesberg. You remember that motherfucker? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He ate a kid. He ate a child. He Please tell me most of them were like, or at least all but this guy were like, okay, we're at least going to eat adults. Like we're not going to eat um, the children. So they typically would, they claim they would die of natural causes and then they'd eat them. But uh, let's be real here. Yeah. Let's be real here. Some, some people had to get moited. Yeah. So the third rescue trip rescued six people. And five people remained to wait for an, a fourth fucking rescue party. Why did they not just take everyone? I guess they the didn't have time. the supplies to so take all of them. They were like, we can take this many people. Yeah, basically. It's not like a van where you're like, I only have this many seats for people to be in. I I don't know how wagon how rag, <laughs> wagon travel worked back in the day, but I was still like, that's wild. Yeah. So here is the list of people left. You have Kiesberg, the child eater, a four-year-old boy, Lavinia Murphy, who was William Foster's mother-in-law, 
George Donner, who is uh, not doing so great, he has a, a very bad infection in his hand from getting slight from accidentally slicing it. And then Tamsin Donner, George Donner's 44-year-old wife, who was going to open up a woman's school, or a, a girl's school. Oh. So, April 17th. Here we go, guys. April 17th, a fourth rescue party arrived, and they found a literal nightmare. So, George Donner was dead. His head had been split open so that there was access to his brain. So they could eat it. There was a kettle of diced up human flesh, three uneaten frozen ox legs, two kettles of blood, and then a pan with fresh human lungs and liver. Okay, that is a very interesting group of things to eat. If I'm just saying, if I were to eat a person... I would not start with their liver and lungs and brain. I'm not going to eat a person. I'm vegetarian. Like, you start with, like, the legs. Like a thigh. Yeah. That's probably where you start. Maybe they did. Or maybe he did. That was, like, the And the, this was all the stuff left over. If there was, like, a kettle of blood. Isn't there, like, if you How eat... he draining them? If you eat human brain... Or something, there's like there's like a thing in cow disease, I think. Yeah, you get like a you get a weird like you should go crazy or something, or it starts to affect your brain. Yeah. Is that I think that's a thing. Yeah. I believe so. So Keithberg was the only survivor. He he was he was a little half crazy. He was crazy when they found him. Like he had the crazy eyes. He's the one that ate the kid, right? Yes. Okay. Uh he swore that everyone died naturally, but he did openly admit to eating them. Like, uh, I promise they all died naturally, but yeah, I did eat, I did chomp on him. Uh, I did, uh, I did saute him. <laughs> I, uh, had him over a fire. A little garlic salt. Yeah, a little garlic salt. Some oregano. You know what? Uh, I bet you, like, listening to all of this, I'm like, this is nasty, but he really was like, I have a whole buffet. I'm not gonna starve. <laughs> That's so awful. That is so nasty. Is this still winter? Yes. Is this still winter? Yes. Wait, actually, no. No, 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 no. We're not. In, we're in spring now. It is April 17th. Why didn't they just leave when the snow melted? I have no idea. I feel like that's better than staying. Like, you're not going to get any more supplies by staying. Yeah. So, you know how I said that there were three frozen ox legs? Yeah. Well, they asked him, hey, we see these ox legs. Yeah. Among all of these human remains. Why didn't you eat them? And he said... Humans tasted better. Ugh. That's, uh, that's real fucking... That's, that's Are, nasty. Okay, isn't people supposed to taste like pork or something? It smell. I will say that burned human flesh does smell like weird barbecue. How do you know okay. that? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> do you remember the really tall piercer that we used to have at my shop? Maybe. The really big... He was a really big guy. I do not. Okay. Well, he's uh, a paramedic. Or... Yeah, he's a, a flight I paramedic. do know of him, yes. yes. So yeah, he yeah. would do tattoo removals. They had to be about the size of a quarter, and he would yeah. carterize them. And one time, he was carterizing a tattoo on a guy's finger. Yeah. Because he wanted to join the military. And for some reason, I was like, hey, I want to watch this happen. Like, I think it's really cool. And so he's burning his flesh on his finger. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, it smells like bar... Like, it smells like barbecue a little bit in here. And then it was a really sour smell. Like a sour barbecue smell. That's the only way I can describe it. But then my brain started to freak out, have like an evolutionary caveman moment of get the fuck out. 
this is not a this is not a smell you should be around, bitch. And so I started getting really nauseous and a little lightheaded and I had to leave. Yeah. I mean, I just sense. walked out the door or I just walked out of the piercing room. Yeah. But that's how I know the smell of hu- burning human flesh. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it does smell like barbecue. It does smell like roasted meat, yeah. but it's like a... Like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, my your human brain is going to tell you, this is wrong. This is... You gotta run. Yeah, so that's how I know how human... Burning human flesh smells like. So, oh. I, maybe it tastes like pork. I don't know. I'm sure someone on Reddit has an answer. Yeah. I uh, hate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, there was a good story that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the rescuers, he actually single-handedly saved nine people... Oh, um, John Stark from the third rescue party. He was a big old dude, Mm -hmm. a big burly old guy. So they, uh, uh, it was a third rescue party. And so there were 11 people rescued. And so two of the rescuers each carried a child with them down the mountain. And Mm -hmm. Stark didn't want to leave the other people because like these kids and adults are weak. Yeah. They're, they're they're starving. So he carried two children at a time for several yards, would set them down and he would run back. And he just kept doing this. The entire way down the mountain. Oh, wow. And so he saved all all nine of those people survived. Because he was literally just picking them up, fucking running, yeah. putting them down, going back. Like, constantly did this down the mountain. Um, One of the rescued immigrants, she credited her rescue to nobody but God and Stark and the Virgin Mary. So, like, at least that's a plus. I don't know what Mary has to do with it. I don't know what it. the... Vir- I think she was Catholic. Oh, well, I think that's go. why. She said... Praise Jesus, I guess. Praise, uh, praise Virgin Mary, baby Jesus. And John Stark. And John Stark! That was the guy. All right. So, we're gonna get to the, the kill count. So, oh. 42 people died that winter. How many people were on this trip? Uh, 87 people left Fort Bridger, Wyoming. Okay. And 47 people survived. Um, 15 people were solo travelers. Only two people survived. The entire Donner family died. George and Tamsin, their five children... Jacob Donner and his wife and their seven kids, they all died. Oh, uh, Lord. One of the travelers, well, William... I guess she's got no more migraines. Ah! <laughs> I mean, so she's not going to see that climate coast. Oh, wait, no. That was James Reed. Oh, well, never mind. Well, still. She could have had migraines. Um, William Eddy's wife and his two children had died and he survived. The only surviving families were the Reeds and the Breen family. So Patrick Breen, the one who was like writing everything and the reason why we know what happened that winter. So his family survived. It's wild that the man that was in charge, the man that is the reason why they took the Hastings cutoff and failed is the one that survived. Yeah. His his family family, lived. His whole family. Yeah. Yeah. His family lived. What's fucking wild. What's fucking wild is people were still taking this trip. We're still traveling across the country because then shortly after they found gold in California. So now everyone is fucking going. Yeah. And the Donner, Pete, the survivors of the Donner party did not warn anyone. They were like, they didn't dissuade anyone from making the trip. They weren't just like, hey, we had to resort to cannibalism. No, they were just, go. they didn't, they just saw it as like a freak accident. They were like, oh, this is awful. So did more instances of cannibalism happen? Because Not more- that was recorded. I guess it was just such a, like, horrible turn of events that they were like, oh. Took more precautions. Yeah. Um, Virginia Reed, who was James Reed's 13-year-old daughter, she yeah. wrote to her cousin, I have not wrote you half of the trouble, but I have wrote you any to let you know what trouble is. Don't let this letter just hasten anybody. Never take no cutoffs and hurry along as fast as you can. 
So about half of the Donner Party was involved in cannibalism. Good lord. Yeah, so just like a lovely part of American history. Cannibalism, y'all! Yeah, a whole group of people had to eat other people because they were stupid and mm-hmm. didn't listen. Do you... They left a week late. Yeah. They left it. If it's going to take you like six months to travel somewhere, mm-hmm. why would you leave through? Why would you leave a week late? That's, yeah. If there is knowledge, if you have information that this is how you should do it because it is the safest way, why would you not do it that way? That's like if you're taking a cross country trip and they're like, oh yeah, you can just go through the woods and then you get like, you can take this cut, this shortcut, and then it's completely wooded. Yeah. Or it's like gravel. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Just take the... Take the way that is safe. Don't take the road less traveled by because it might have been traveled this, by these people. <laughs> you might start eating motherfuckers. Yeah. I cannot believe that Kiesberg, that they didn't just kill him because, first of all, he ate a whole, he ate a child. That's, that's what gets me. He it's ate don't... a child first. And then everyone else was dead, and he was like, they died naturally. You think we're going to believe you? There is a kettle of (laughs) blood. I see this man's brains on the ground. I see some, there's lungs and a liver and a bunch of skin. You didn't even touch the oxen legs. I know. That's what's wild, is that there was oxen, and you could have eaten that. You could have eaten that, because ox legs are massive. Yeah. They're massive. If it's just you, if they had died of quote unquote natural causes, it was just you, you could have survived. They tasted better. You compare to them? That's so... Did he get put in prison after he got back? Oh, no. No. Nothing happened to him. I guess they were like, he's traumatized. (laughs) Guys, everyone on this goddamn trip is traumatized. Yeah. Don't... Don't fucking eat people. I I always wonder if, like, I don't always wonder, but sometimes when we end up in situations like this, or, like, hear about scenarios like this, I'm like, would I be able to eat a person? Because I don't think I would. I think I would just starve. I think I'd just be like, well, I would go look for plants. As many plants as I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's going to be really hard, but, like, also there are creatures that live and are still gallivanting around the winter. Yeah. And, I mean, if they didn't have any traps, they could have asked the Miwok native men, yeah. how do you make these? Don't, because weren't they trying to help? They like, were trying to help them. Like, if the indigenous people have been living in this area, have been living in these areas yeah. they were for hundreds fine. of years, completely fine. Like, I'm sure that they have mastered the art of surviving the winter. Yeah. Why did they not go, like, hey, how do we do this? No, instead they just shot and ate them because they were like, uh, cannibalism is weird. This is gross. We're leaving. Yeah. And then they got killed. And <sighs> eaten. On purpose. On Christmas. On purpose. On purpose. No. Like, literally. Some other guy got eaten on Christmas. That's. And William Foster literally dragged their bodies. Back? Back. So they could get eaten. Like, sir, were you just. What? Why? I don't understand why they didn't just let them go. Because if food. they were like. Because food. I hate people. I. Yeah. So. That's what happens when you manifest destiny and you don't listen. I bet James Kleiman was like, pretended to be shocked when he heard that all of the horrible things that happened. And he's just like, well, I told them not to do it. And James Reed told me to fuck off. So, well, I hope you enjoy that coastal climate, my dude. You could have gotten there a month earlier Mm -hmm. if you hadn't have been a dumb dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fucking wild. So yeah, that's the Donner Party. 
What? A lovely piece of American history. Well, I hated that. <laughs> um, I hope I hope y'all enjoy hated it as much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got this info. I got my information off of a few websites, but also Puppet Histories: The yeah. Grisly Journey of the Donner Party. So I recommend watching that because it's a lot funnier, and there are puppets and voices. Because like, no, this was pretty great. Thank you, thank you. I I was wondering if I should do voices, like reading out what was happening, like the from Patrick Breen, because yeah. in the Puppet History episode, he did use like a voice. It was yeah. really funny. We're still like figuring out our flow. We still are. What we're doing. We still are. Yeah. But yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this lovely story about cannibalism. Yeah. Because I know usually, I know the past few episodes I've done like cults and stuff, but I think cannibalism is good true crime. Yeah. Especially if I learned about this as a child. That's. (laughs) I didn't know like the nitty gritty details like, oh yeah, there were buckets that there was blood in a kettle. And there were some lungs, just like you look Hanging over out. in there, and wow, those are human lungs. <laughs> like, oh, I no. just learned that they ate people. Yeah, that's more than I learned as a child. Yeah, because then when I relearned about it when I got older, I was like, oh my god, they taught me this as a kid. Oh lord, what the fuck? Yeah, California did not hold back. Well, if you enjoyed this, um, you can find more of our episodes on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. all those sort of places. So go. Rate us, rate, give us some stars. Give us some lovin'. Hopefully all five of them. Give us five, whole five stars. I hope you enjoyed this fun little journey of ours. So, um. You can find us on Instagram as well. It's under How Do We Get Here Productions. Yeah. Um, Well, you have to, it's H-G-W something. It's all the beginning letters of How Do We Get Here Productions. I should probably learn it, but I don't. I I still don't even know my Instagram (laughs) My Instagram handles, and I have three of them. I still don't know them. That's fair. But you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, You'll get updates on this podcast or the other podcast that we have uh, with that production company. And um, all of our links and stuff. You can follow us on, or uh, become a Patreon member on our Patreon. Yeah. uh, Where you get early access to these episodes. And hopefully, eventually, new stuff. You get other stuff on Patreon. Yeah. So. I hope you guys had a fun time and uh, don't eat people. Yeah, don't eat people. Don't do that. That's weird. (laughs) It's gross. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another true crime podcast with your hosts, Nani and Nova, directed and produced by the How Did We Get Here Productions team. Our music is Ghost by Tim Beak at timbeak.com. And a special thanks to our listeners for all your love and support.